Welcome to At the Threshold, a podcast for ministry leaders during this new, unsettled season in the life of the church. We are your hosts, Ashley Alley Crawford and Shelley Pitts. And we are both clergy in the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately a thousand churches in the states of Kansas and Nebraska. Shelley works with clergy faith and wellness with the Great Plains Conference. And Ashley is the Clergy Recruitment and Development Coordinator, and we're sharing this from the Office of Clergy Excellence. Our focus here in At the Threshold is to host a conversation with and for clergy in order to describe what's happening, ask questions to help get us unstuck, and encourage the heart of pastors and leaders in this liminal time in which we find ourselves. Liminal may be a new word, but a new season calls for a new word. Liminal means a threshold from what we've always known to, well, we don't know just yet what life and ministry is becoming. Our goal here is to find a little light at the threshold. In our conversations, we are seeking to describe some of the dynamics that we're seeing and identify some questions and possibilities that are bubbling up for us. Ultimately, we hope you leave today with your heart encouraged in some way. Each time we gather, it's our hope that you'll glean one or two things to think about, act upon, or pray through. I'm Ashley Alley Crawford, and co-leading this conversation today is the Reverend Dr. Shelley Petz. Shelley and I are both clergy here in the Great Plains, and we're hosting a series of conversations on behalf of the Office of Clergy Excellence as we lean into the disruptions and the gifts of the coronavirus season. In each of our conversations, we describe some of what we are seeing, identify some questions, and also some possibilities that are bubbling up for us. And we hope to encourage the heart of everyone who listens today. Today, I'm joining you from Schuyler, Nebraska, where I'm helping to, to be a part of a retreat. Ordinarily, I'd be in Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska, but our conversation is a series that we are doing in pastoral transitions. Pastoral transitions always bring challenges. But pastoral transitions in the shadow of a pandemic brings a whole new set of challenges. We've invited two pastors who navigated some of that at the height of the pandemic a year ago in 2020, and they've lived to tell about it. Michael Thompson DeGrief became the pastor at Trinity United Methodist Church in Hutchinson, Kansas, beginning last year in July of 2020. Before that, he served churches in Wamigo, in Eudora, Topeka Pleasant Hill, and in campus ministry at Kansas University. He has incredible talents that go beyond even serving in the local church, including he um, many years ago was on a junior Olympic water polo team. And he also studied and worked in um, his music industry in becoming a rock drum performer. And he has absolute joy anytime he continues to play the drums. And it is a joy for our conference when he shares those gifts with us as well. He um, has a life that has included life inside of the church and outside. As he was studying um, 
music in college. He served not only um, in restaurants, but also worked in several bands. He also is a cancer survivor. This journey and so many others have led him on a deep spiritual search over his lifetime and has powerful testimonies of how God has worked through and in each and every one of these circumstances. Michael is married to Stephanie and together they have four very tall boys. <laughs> together, Michael and Stephanie, they love walking in nature, cooking together and going to attend concerts. Indeed, Michael is a gifted individual, pastor, and disciple. Michael, we are so grateful that you're joining us today. Well, thank you, Shelley. That was a lovely introduction. <laughs> Michael is also joining our conversation today by Stephanie Hayes, who moved to Hastings, Nebraska last year in the midst of the pandemic to serve at Grace United Methodist Church there. She is an elder who received her Master's of Divinity from Perkins School of Theology. Prior to serving at Grace, she served in the United Methodist Churches in Ord and Sargent, Nebraska. She also did college ministries in Texas. She serves on several committees of the conference and has a heart for justice, a calling to preach, and embraces children and youth as a vital participants and leaders in ministry. She also has a love of music and plays the cello beautifully. While Stephanie grew up in Texas, she is also a proud Nebraskan who enjoys exploring the state, hiking, history, music, ballroom dancing, yoga, and Hispanic food. Stephanie, we are so glad that you are joining us today. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. We are going to take a very short break, and then when we return, we will hear from Michael and Stephanie. Stay better connected to the Great Plains Conference and track success with your spiritual disciplines by downloading and using our new app. Our primary social media channels appear on the homepage of our app. Need a daily devotion? Look no further than our link to the upper room right on the home screen of our app. Our communications staff will keep you up to date on the latest stories from within the conference and beyond Kansas and Nebraska. And we'll help you stay on track with your spiritual disciplines with our spiritual fitness tracker. Each time you complete one of the five disciplines, we help you measure on the app. You just click a button to get a point. To help you stay healthy, we even have a fitness tracker that allows you to record your time taking part in aerobic activity, strength training, or even counting your daily steps. Our new app will even help you track some of the foods you eat to help you maintain a balanced diet. You can measure how well you're doing spiritually, in exercise, and with your diet by checking your progress by week or month. All of this, plus access to conference videos, photos, blogs, news, and more, available at your fingertips on your iPhone or Android, or on any tablet. Download the new Great Plains Conference app today. Welcome back. We're joined today by pastors Michael Thompson de Grief and Stephanie Hayes, who successfully navigated, that is to say they survived, a pastoral transition in 2020. We know that dozens of pastors and churches will be weathering a transition this summer. 
And all of our churches are experiencing some sort of a transition back to maybe in more in-person experiences and in some capacity. We wanted to share some stories of what these two pastors learned about transition last year and to hear what encouragement that they might be able to offer to colleagues who are moving forward. First, we turn to Michael. Michael, moving is always hard, but moving in the midst of a pandemic and all the disruptions of 2020, they, I can imagine, is especially hard. I suppose there's probably some particular griefs, maybe personal and professional. Would you be able to, to help us kind of hear what some of the griefs that, that you were navigating last year? Yeah, so it was a very challenging transition, both for me and the family and for the churches. Um, things that you normally would expect as you're leaving, uh, having a receptions and going away parties, we couldn't do any of those things safely. Um, I will say, I asked people to write handwritten cards and notes that I could reread and keep with me, and, and that was a nice way to say goodbye. But it was hard to say goodbye, and it was hard to be welcomed and receive hospitality in the new setting because, again, we couldn't gather in large groups. Um, so that was definitely a grief. Um, my family also struggled, too, just with all the transition. It was hard for my wife to find a job, to buy a house, to move, to start new schools. Uh, the kids shifted to remote learning, and um, honestly, my kids did not like remote learning. Now that they're back in school, they're doing a lot better. So there was a lot of grief, a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulties. And I think it's just important to name that because I think many of us are experiencing that. And I just want to be realistic with you. And then the other thing I would add is my mom passed away in May of 2020. So in addition to the grief of, you know, uh, changing churches and, and dealing with my family struggles, my, in the midst of that, my mom died and we weren't able to have a service for her. So there's just a lot of uh, sense of things don't have closure mm -hmm. and don't have that those kind of typical uh, rituals and, and meaningful events. They just, we couldn't do them. So those were some of the struggles. Yeah. Well, thanks for, um, thanks for naming those. And um, grief certainly is complicated in this, in this season, both in, and being the pastor doesn't let you off the hook um, in, in that regard. Yeah. Stephanie, what about you? How, how, what kind of griefs were you navigating as you were saying goodbye and, and preparing to move to a new place? Yeah, um, I think it's um, interesting in some ways, um, in some ways I didn't know any different because this was actually my first move. I had moved up here, um, I transferred conferences up here from Texas, but this is my first um, appointment shift. Um, and so a lot of what I did was just um, lean into some of the conf the resources the conference gave and go, okay, I'm accepting this. I'm acknowledging that this is not normal. Um, so acknowledging and naming, but also just saying, okay, how can we make this happen? Um, and telling the congregation, like, we need to say goodbye. We need to have some sort of closure. And so saying, what, what can this look like in this time? Um, so for me, it was a relief of, of leaving a place that I've been for four years. Um, and, but a lot of it was really leaning into, um, leaning, trying to release and lean into curiosity and be in the moment. Um, I would say something I did not expect was the grief that I'm feeling now. So when I moved, it was just kind of go, go, go. Um, and while I definitely took time to acknowledge my feelings, 
Um, now I'm feeling a second wave of unexpected grief um, because I'm hearing now that now that people are um, more people are coming back and I'm seeing more people in person. Um, I'm hearing all these stories of a church that I haven't experienced over the past mm -hmm. nine months. In the nine months, I know I know one Grace United Methodist Church, and the people are sharing stories of a church I haven't met yet. And so, um, sort of grieving that loss and embracing that, um, I think it's just going to be an in process for a couple, a year or two, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. This transition to get to know my new church. Yeah. Gosh, I think that's a really um, helpful and important thing. I appreciate hearing you talk about inviting the, the church there. Sergeant Ord, as you were saying goodbye, as part of the process, what do they need to say goodbye to you? Um, and then also just remembering that it is a it is an, a protracted move. It's, it's just a very different experience um, than, than what a typical sort of um, kickoff would look like in a new place. So... Thanks for sharing that. We deeply appreciate both of you being able to dive into the depth of, of the grief um, that you have experienced. And I'm curious about in the midst of this grief, have there been any unexpected encounters with God in the midst of these griefs? Stephanie, I want to begin with you. Would you be able to share how you have navigated through some of the grief that you have experienced and maybe even still are experiencing? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think for, for me, a lot of it is, is naming and acknowledging and not judging. Um, I, um, I'm a master at expecting myself to be human. Um, and so a lot of it was like saying, I'm feeling this and this is my feeling and that's okay. And then being able to process it and move through it. Um, that, um, things aren't normal. I, um, I am single and so moving to a new place and um, being in an empty parsonage all by myself, that was something new um, where I was like, oh, this is, this is harder than I expected it to be. Okay, this is what it is. I will process it and keep moving through it. Um, so a lot of it was just unexpected things came up. Um, friends that uh, were now an hour and a half away or um, friends that I, you know, am in a different relationship with now. Um, yeah, just all sorts of unexpected things, but naming and acknowledging and not feeling guilty or shame for the feelings that I felt. To be like, it's okay to grieve. I'm going to grieve in a lot of different ways. Thank you so much for helping use the, what you have experienced to, to explore what might be possible for other people who are listening in right now and wondering how in the world am I going to do what is next? Michael, we turn to you, the same question. What has helped you navigate in the midst of these griefs or any encounters with God that you have experienced that have helped shape this time for you? You know, probably one of the most unexpected ways that I've experienced God is through technology. Um, as much as we might get tired of Zoom calls and having to use all the technology to communicate, um, I've just, I've loved watching colleagues preach and experiencing other church services. I've learned a lot. It's fed my soul. So that was unexpected. Um, it was pretty cool on a Sunday morning to watch six different friends preach and, uh, and just soak that up. Um, I'm also, I'm in two covenant groups with colleagues, and those are just so important to my grounding and my spiritual health. And we've been meeting, and that is another way I've experienced God. 
Um, I've also stayed connected to my family all over the country through Zoom and other uh, technology, and that's meant a lot. I actually feel closer to people than I have in years because we made we were very intentional about using technology to stay connected. So that's been really important to me. Um, those those are probably the main things. I could think of others, but um, you know, it's funny how even things that aren't technology, like just sending a card or receiving a card seem even more meaningful during a pandemic. So those kind of things have been important to me. So I would experience God through those relationships and through being intentional about staying connected. All right. Well, everyone right now is in the midst of a transition, even if they are not preparing to go to a new appointment. I'm guessing that anyone who is listening today is shifting, uh, maybe back to more robust worship, more people, more experiences, more activities. Um, and restrictions really are loosening a bit. So we we recognize that um, that all of these shifts, all the uncertainty certainly brings up feelings of vulnerability for each and every one of us. We never want to choose human, uh, vulnerability and humility, um, but what we have been learning, I think, is that, that there certainly are positive growth experiences and opportunities that are part of it, especially when we do think about how vulnerability and humility go together. So Michael, I'd love to start with you and you shared even just a little bit um, so far, but what, if anything, have you learned about what it looks like to lean into that place of, of vulnerability and humility? Yeah, uh, this last year has definitely been a test of my leadership abilities because, you know, there's so much that's been unknown and unpredictable and uncontrollable. And I, I like what Stephanie was saying about just you just name what you're experiencing and don't judge it. Um, that's so true. Uh, a lot of times I just was trying to make the next right decision in light of what I knew and what I understood, but just being humble about the fact that I'm going to make mistakes. I don't know everything. And the circumstances are going to change next week anyway. And we're going to have to rethink how we're doing ministry and how we're communicating. Um, so it's definitely been a test of humility and vulnerability to just be able to say, I don't know the answer. I don't know what's coming next. Let's pray about this. Let's talk about it. Let's make the best decisions we can with what we know. And, and also, um, allow ourselves some flexibility, some, some ability to adapt and change as we get more information. And so you have to be able to admit, okay, I changed my mind on this decision because I know more now than I did two weeks ago. And so now we're going to be doing things this way, and here's the reasons why. So I found it really important just to communicate, to communicate to the staff, to the lay people. And sometimes I would just make uh, kind of fireside chat videos on Facebook Live and just kind of share from my heart. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. This is where I think God's leading us. And, and yeah, it's been really challenging and also really exciting. I mean, what, what a thrilling adventure this past year has been. <laughs> That's right. It, there certainly has been more opportunity to, to for people to feel free to experiment and even fail uh, without some of the pressure of, of trying to, you know, of all the best practices and all the people who actually did it right since we've never done this before. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's right. Steph, I'd love to hear from you. What What about you? Where, where um, have you sort of been able to kind of lean into some of the, the vulnerability and, and humility in this season? 
Yeah, um, for me, I feel like it's it's been very, we're all in this together. And this idea of, of permission giving, um, that we are navigating this process. And just as, just as something that helped me personally was to um, was to, to name and give myself permission to feel, um, giving my congregation, giving permission to grace, you know, and, and naming, right? naming things, even from the pulpit. And I preached and asked, um, like the largest group it was virtual. And as we've opened back up more in person, you know, articulating um, in, in sermons, naming some things like naming fear, naming anxiety, naming concern. Um, you know, we had, um, we had um, one individual in our congregation um, about a month or so after I got there um, who passed away from COVID. And I've had multiple people in the congregation who have, who have had it. Um, and so for me, that power of permission giving and naming that I extended to myself to extend out um, through sermon. And then also just, I don't know, being, being, being authentically, authentically me. Um, uh, I really resonated with what some of what Michael said and how um, I started doing some Facebook devotionals during the weeks, just to, just to be a presence. Um, I had this realization um, one time that, that I think all my church, all my church needed, and what a lot of us need, is just to to be held and to be some soft kitty too. And so, how could I create them to be to be comfortable and to feel safe and to be scared and to know it's okay because um, we're getting through this together and we're getting through this with God. This has been super helpful as we explore together some of these big picture you all have navigated and explored in this own transition that you have had over this past year. We'd love to also take a moment to maybe look at some tangible ways for those who are in transition this year. Stephanie, we wanna begin with you. What words of wisdom do you have for someone who is moving this year about how they could start well? Um, for me, two things come to my way, and that it's um, the transition um, is going to be prolonged, that it's going to be in process. We may want it to be done. We may want it to be the short, concise period, um, but to embrace that the transition and getting to know people might be longer than normal, and just to embrace that. Um, and then two is um, if you are if you are going through a transition, to to take to take courage and reach out to some clergy folks in the area. Um, now I know that's different for different personalities and much easier for some than others. Something that really helped me um, was taking a deep breath and literally emailing some clergy colleagues of, of other denominations that are now friends and going, hey, I'm the new pastor at Grace. Will you be my friend? Let's have coffee. Um, and really creating that. And I would say on the opposite end, if you are listening to this and you um, find out someone's coming into your area, to reach out to them, um, to help them build that community and say, hey, how can, can we have coffee? Can we get together? I know this is hard. Thank you for 
for allowing that space for not only the, the pastor who's moving, but there are going to be so many colleagues who are going to be um, surrounding areas for those who are moving in. Thank you for that encouragement for, for those individuals to reach out as well. What a great tip. Michael, how about to you? Any tangible um, pieces of words of wisdom that you would offer to those moving this year? Uh, so many things. Um, but just to kind of get to a few key ones, I, I think, first of all, just to be really patient and gracious with yourself and with the, the congregation, because we're all operating under a lot of stress and people are not operating at their best. And so just to let things let things go, uh, you know, allow people room to make mistakes and um, to act out sometimes. It's OK. And give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, I've, what I've really found helpful to focus on gratitude, um, where I look for things that I'm thankful for and the blessings and the positive, because it's easy to go down that spiral of looking at all the problems. So um, that's one thing I focused on. And the other thing is just building up people's strengths, um, really trying to figure out the strengths of the church and the staff and the lay leaders and helping them to be them best, their best selves and, and trying to do that with myself. So. Um, I, I can also, I think there's going to be another question, so maybe I can just wait, but I have some more concrete steps you can take. Well, I can go into that now or wait for the next question. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and go into that now and, um, and step, if you yeah. have any other tangible steps as well, go for it. Okay, so, so one thing I, that's been extremely helpful, I bought a blank notebook, and I just started to become a student of the congregation and the community. Uh, I called probably eight former pastors, um, talked to all the staff, the lay leaders, just studied the history of the church, the community, the demographics. And I just took really detailed notes on everything I was hearing. Um, so I, that to me is kind of a fun part of a transition. It's just your own venture and you get to hear the new stories and the history, be part of being that next chapter of the story together. But you have to know the stories before you get the next chapter. So that's one thing I, I really have enjoyed doing, and I've been very intentional about studying the church and the community. And then the other thing was just meeting in small groups. We weren't able to have any large gatherings, so we set up really small groups that we would meet spread out with our masks on. But I had like 17 of them just to start meeting members of the church. And it was a ton of work, but it, it has been probably the most fruitful thing I did uh, it was spread over several months, but just to have meetings where people could tell me their stories and I could tell them my story and we could start building those relationships. The, the key was this time it was so different because it took so long and it took so many small meetings. Um, and so just had to be patient, but people continue to bring up how important that was to them that they got, we got to meet in those small groups and have those conversations. So that was really key. Yeah. Good, thanks. Stephanie, what about you? Any any other practical actions that you might encourage people to, to under undergo in the in the stages ahead? Um, sure, yeah, one, um, and I promise the conference is not paying me to say this, but um, there's a book that I think the conference is from the conference. Um, it's called Your Best Move. It's like this little, I'm, I'm also at a retreat center, so I don't have the book on me. But it's like this little book that's like that big, and especially, especially the part about a transition. Um, it, um, I, I did not lean into that as much 
four years ago, five years ago, when I was appointed to sergeant and leaning into that this time, um, for me, all the difference. Um, and um, yeah, just really leaning into that process, whatever that looks like for you. Um, however that can look, um, depending on what your context is. Um, and for me, well, I know we're focusing on starting well. For me, I can't separate ending and starting where if I hadn't had the intention around ending well and um, and really doing and kind of ritualizing some things, that was um, a coach had given me that because I'm visual and, and very um, tactile um, to, to have some sort of ritual to write a liturgy. I like poetry and writing too. So to write a liturgy around leaving to, to end well. And I feel like if, if I hadn't done that work to end well, I would not have been able to, to start as well. Mm -hmm. We cannot thank the two of you enough for sharing the depths of your experiences, the wisdoms that you have gleaned over this past year, and um, to give encouragement to those who are listening. We are so grateful for, for you being here with us today. We are gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will share final words of reflection together and end with a closing prayer. We invite you to take a moment, and we will look at then how we can move forward together. This health boost is brought to you by the Abundant Health Initiative of the United Methodist Church. Get up, get ready. It's time for a health boost. Let's unite to boost our holistic well-being. Strengthen your spirit with this one-minute breathing meditation. Let's begin deepening our breath. Big breath in. Slow breath out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. and out. One more cycle. In. And out. Bring your awareness back to the present. Acknowledge this moment of peace you've been a part of and take it with you throughout the rest of your day. Smile and let the joy of healthy living flood through your body. Join us in creating abundant health for everyone. Learn more at umcabundanthealth.org. Welcome back. As we close our time today, we hope that all of you who have heard our conversation today have a sense of encouragement to slow down, to be patient, to settle in, to check in with yourself. We hope that you all find a way to be present to God and to be present to yourself so that you might be able to see where God is at work within and around you. 
It could be tempting to hide behind the pandemic or hide behind the transition in this season, but finishing well and starting well mean being courageous at what God is calling you to do as a leader in Christ church. I heard both Michael and Stephanie talk about uh, the, the gifts of this season and um, and acknowledge the, the opportunities for, for being curious and for grabbing a brand new fresh notebook and taking notes or, um, or working up that courage to, to call somebody uh, to, to reach out with a question or for help. I heard them talk about being patient and gracious with yourself and with others in this season. I know this is where the fruit of the spirit can grow. I also heard Stephanie's commercial for practical resources that the conference has offered. And I just want to point you to where you can find those. Just look on our website, greatplainsumc.org slash pastoral transitions, all the information that you need uh, for, for that uh, transit, for putting together a transition team is available there. Ask your district superintendent for that little book if they haven't already shared it with you. And if you found this conversation helpful, we want to encourage you to, to share it with a friend for search, by searching at At The Threshold on Podbean, on Google or Apple Podcasts. Also, we are going to share some extra resources about each of the, the topics in this series. Um, and you can join, sign to join one of the, the future conversations at greatplainsumc.org slash at dash the dash threshold. By sharing a prayer with you. The prayer is written by Ted Loader and it's called Help Me to Believe in Beginnings. Listen for these words and see if it may have a word for your life. God of history and of my heart, so much has happened to me during these whirlwind days. I've known death and birth. I've been brave and scared. I've hurt, I've helped. I've been honest, I've lied. I've destroyed, I've created. I've been with people, I've been lonely. I've been loyal, I've been betrayed. I have betrayed. I've decided, I've waffled. I've laughed and I've cried. You know my frail heart and my frayed history. And now another day begins. Oh God, help me to believe in beginnings and in my beginning again, no matter how often I've failed before. Help me to make beginnings, to begin going out of my weary mind into fresh dreams, daring to make my own bold tracks in the land of now, to begin forgiving that I may experience mercy, to begin questioning the unquestionable that I may know truth, to begin disciplining, that I may create beauty. To begin sacrificing, that I may make peace. To begin loving, that I may realize joy. Help me to be a beginning to others. To be a singer to the songless, a storyteller to the aimless, a befriender to the friendless. To become a beginning of hope for the despairing. 
of assurance for the doubting, of reconciliation for the divided, to become a beginning of freedom for the oppressed, of comfort for the sorrowing, of friendship for the forgotten, to become a beginning of beauty for the forlorn, of sweetness for the soured, of gentleness for the angry, of wholeness for the broken, of peace for the frightened and violent of the earth. Help me to believe in beginnings, to make a beginning, to be a beginning that I may not just grow old, but grow new. Each day of this wild, amazing life, you call me to live with the passion of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, thank you again to Pastor Michael and Pastor Stephanie for joining us today. And thank you to everyone who listened. We hope that you've been able to see our reality just a little bit clearer to maybe ask a few new questions and that your heart has been encouraged. We hope that you're finding some light at the threshold. today about navigating ministry in liminal time. You can find links to join future conversations at greatplainsumc.org slash at dash the dash threshold or subscribe to our podcast at the threshold on Podbean or Apple Podcasts. As for today, we hope that you've been able to see our new reality a bit clearer, asked a few new questions and been encouraged. And in the days ahead, we hope that you're finding some light at the threshold.